What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Greetings and salutations, Matthew Blues and Robinson, all the way in Switzerland. And you're tuning in to the Black Hot Fire Radio. And you're listening to the African Diary Show with Katy. Massive. Stay tuned. Greetings and salutations, Massive Here's Angela Robinson, all the way in Switzerland. And you're tuning in to the Black Hot Fire Radio. And you're listening to the African Diary Show with Katy. Massive. Stay tuned.
afternoon, great people. Karibuni sana to another episode of the African Diary Show. I'm hoping you're doing great on this wonderful Thursday afternoon. It is exactly 38 minutes past 2 p.m. right here in Nairobi. We are at 23 degrees Celsius and it is mostly cloudy. Uh, but Karibuni sana, I hope you feel free to talk to me and let me. What is the time on your end? How are you doing on this wonderful Thursday afternoon? And uh, how have you been? But anyway, Karibuni sana again. My name is Katie, in case you're joining us for the first time. And remember, this is the Black Hot Fire Network, media of the 23. And in case via the radio station, Karibu Sana, to all those who are joining me from Facebook, from YouTube, and from Twitter, Karibu Sana, and all those who are planning to join me on TikTok. And once again, and as we get started with our conversation of the day, or as we get started with our show of the day, I want us to talk about the colonial repercussions on Africa. And remember, this is, uh, you know, a lot of debates have been uh, brought up by the uh, kings, uh, King Charles visitor in Africa, especially right here in the 254 and the Eastern African countries. And I'm saying right now we have, this has triggered even other colonial uh, colonial colonizers or maybe colonial bosses uh, to apologize and uh, see great ties with African nations. And this doesn't set light uh, right with me because remember, we have, we are still going through these repercussions of having people in and in our countries, uh, or uh, we are still experiencing, and we're still feeling the pain of having these people in our car uh, countries. Uh, but anyway, those are the, some of the things we shall be debating about. Also on um, different matters, we shall be talking about Ghana. And something is really, uh, really wrong with Ghana. But now when you talk about uh, something really uh, wrong, uh, it's something is very uh, bad. Uh, uh, or uh, something uh, very bad is happening to all African countries. Uh, yesterday we noticed, uh, we saw that the Kenyan government increased uh, the fares, uh, uh, the train fares uh, uh, from Nairobi to Mombasa. And this is discouraging people to travel. So we saw they increased uh, the entrance fee to Masai Mara. Also this, you know, this brings a lot of questions because they didn't do this before the King Charles or uh, uh, King uh, the Dad, King Charles the Dad being in the 254. So it sparks a lot of conversations. It sparks a lot of speculations. But yes, we are here to discuss all of those. And the something that is happening in Ghana is that we have lost 19 people just because there was a dysfunction or there was a uh, mechanical error with the urinal system. This is so bad. It is so bad that kidney patients succumbed just because that just because there was an error with their systems. This is so bad, it is hurting, but we are going to talk about this as we continue with our show for today. Shout out to all those who are just joining me. And uh, remember, this is the Afrikan Show. My name is Katie, in case you're joining us for the first time. And the African Diary Show is all about what is happening in the beautiful continent of Africa. And most of the times, I get to give you a disclaimer. Some things that are coming from Africa, they are not beautiful as the people of Africa or as the continent itself. Enjoy our show for today. We started off with an amazing, amazing jam done by Omale. The jam was bend you. Hope you did get to jam and to eat. And uh, we shall go back to one more jam uh, as we get into our conversation of the day. We shall go back to one more jam. This is Banner Boy, tested, approved, and trusted. Hope you come back with your quote of the day because I'll be here with mine. So in 
case you're looking forward to motivate a brother, a sister, and whomever, please make sure you share your quotes of the day. And also love to feel motivated by your quotes, guys. So please make sure you keep your quotes coming. Anyway, this is Banner Boy, tested, approved, and trusted. I hope you all tested, approved, and we can trust you right here. I just want to let you know or I just want you to know that if you're there and uh, you are being hard on yourself right now for something that uh, has happened, it's normal. That is what is going to happen to you in life. No one gets through and unscathed. We are all going to have a few scratches on us. Please be kind to yourselves and stand up for yourself please that is my quote of the day it is just an encouragement quote of the day so in case you're there you're being very bad on yourself boy with a tested approved and trusted i hope you did get to jump onto it as we're getting into our conversation of the day and as i promised you we shall be talking about what is happening in ghana why are we losing patience in ghana and the patients die after ghana renal unit shots this is so bad that we are losing our patients just because of ignorance you know 19, 19, can you imagine 19 kidney patients have died since Ghana largest renal center closed in May due to funding difficulties. The president of the country's renal patients association has told the BBC. Coffee Buffer 
made the disclosure of as a health minister kwaku again amanu was due to meet to meet management of uh, kolebo teaching a hospital in the capital accra where the unit is based the minister is looking at ways uh, to reopen the unit uh, which uh, was treating 200 patients uh, when it closed uh, uh, five months ago Mr. Ahenkora said it has closed because of shortages of drugs. Imagine shortage. In this country, remember how many loans we have seen this country taking. But they cannot even take a little amount of money to their hospitals, to their patients. And these are the Ghanaians. Dialysis is only available at the Republic Health Institutions in Ghana. Uh, where patients are charged about $190. Can you imagine? That is per week for the recessions. Mr. Ankara said the patients has died, had died because they were unable to access treatment at private dialysis center with the charge, which charge more. This is so bad, and this is happening in all African countries. Can you imagine, uh, right now in Kenya, we are losing, maybe right now, at this moment, we have lost like two lives uh, because of ignorance of the leaders. Yes, it is the leaders. We blame the leaders all the time. I'll blame the government all the time. Because, uh, one, we know these people are taking a lot of loans. You know, sometimes they come and tell us we don't have the right equipment, we don't have the right, or we don't have enough money to fund this project. But now, if you don't have enough money, where am I supposed to go as a patient? Is that my problem that you, or is it my problem that I'm, is it my problem that I cannot be able to afford, or is it my problem that my government cannot be able to give me treatment, of which it's never for free? This is so bad that now we have patients succumbing to illnesses that are supposed to be treated and they are treatable, but we are losing them every day. This is in Ghana. We have seen Nana Akufu Ado taking a lot of loans nowadays. And he, he was actually, um, he was actually uh, called out by African puppets for or, uh, selling African countries uh, for favors from the European powers. But what are these favors is he getting? What are these favors is he, get, if, is he getting if he cannot get the right medication, the, re, the right health care for his people? This is so bad. Can you imagine how many lives are going to be lost in that country just because of ignorance of the, of the government? Of the government, I mean, sorry. So, this sounds into me, and this is the same, same things that are happening in all African countries. Go to Uganda. Let's talk about uh, cancer, uh, cancer patients over there. They are all dying because they don't have places to attend to. They don't have nurses to attend to them, med medi uh, medical practitioners to attend to them. They don't have the right treatment. And if you are able to get the right treatment, you must have a lot of money. Imagine, this is so bad. It is so bad that we still have a, a hospital, a hospital like the Kenyatta National Hospital. If you are a patient, especially a cancer patient, you go there, you want to, uh, you seek for medication or you want health attention, they will even give you a day where you can come back because the queue is too long. Imagine. If you want to become an inpatient in that country, they are actually going to give you a date when you can come back and become an inpatient, no matter what your case is. 
This is so sad. It is so sad that we're losing our people due to ignorance and the government is keeping on taking more loans and taking the loans I don't know where. The money is not even being taken to where we need it. How many times have we, have we complained here that the health workers are in the streets demonstrating, striking, protesting? How many times? How many times have we seen or have we reported here that we have... Uh, we have the country, or we have the, uh, the, um, uh, the hospitals at a standstill because these people are not paid. We have hospitals without medicines. Imagine this is so painful to see this, and it is still continuing. And these bad systems need to go because we cannot be losing our people all the time, all the time. This is in Ghana. The same thing is happening in Uganda. The same thing is happening in Kenya. It is happening all over Africa. How many people are we going to lose over this nonsense? This needs to stop. But imagine the only way we will be able to deal with this is make sure that now we remove these puppets one by one. We remove them one by one. Hi to you too, Ansankenwan Karibu Sana, and thank you very much for joining us. We are talking about Ghana, and in case you're wondering why I'm running, I'm talking about patients dying after the Ghanaian renal unit was shut. Imagine, they shut the renal uni, uh, unit while they know they have so many kidney patients and these kidney patients need to be attended. And these people are people who cannot afford private treatment. And also remember, in this public renal unit, you still have to pay. So, you know, it doesn't make sense for me. It feels so sad to be losing lives over here, over there, right left and center in African countries and we are still waiting for a revolution. How many people are we going to lose? How many people? Imagine this is very bad. It is very bad, but we need to remove these puppets one by one. One by one. We need to remove them one by one. But anyway, away from that, let's go to the main focus of the day. The main focus of the day is the colonial repercussions on Africans. Right now, it has come to our, t our attention that all African countries are now complaining huh, about the atrocities that were committed by their colonizers just because King Charles III is in Kenya. But yes, we are supposed to complain. African countries or Africans are supposed to complain. And uh, we have seen now these colonizers uh, trying to apologize to Africans, trying to say we are sorry. We did this to you. We are sorry. But there is nothing we can do about it. It happened. Let's bury the hatchets. Let bygones be bygones. Huh? But there's nothing we can do to compensate you and give you reparations. Right now, we have seen the German president uh, apologizing for colonial era crimes in Tanzania. Huh? Okay, he's talking about Tanzania. Yesterday, we mentioned a little bit of what these people did to Tanzanians. You remember, uh, uh, Kamlesh, if you were with us yesterday on the show. Kamlesh was giving us 
details of what these Germans did uh, to the people of Tanganyika. By then, it was known Tanganyika. Can you imagine spiking water? The only water they know that is available, they spiked all of it, killing people. Can you imagine that? Okay. Leave alone that. Are we supposed to forget what these people, the Germans, did to the people of Herero and Nama? Are we supposed to forget that? They are sorry about Tanzania. Remember the genocide that happened in Namibia? The people of Herero and Nama. But they are sorry. They want you to understand that they are sorry. Right now, I have seen King Charles huh, has, has the audacity to go and visit Dedan Kimadi's family. Huh? He met the family. And despite them having the body of Kimadi up to date, he still goes ahead and visits his family. King Charles, the dad, on Wednesday, held a private meeting with the family for the executed leader of Kenyan rebellion against British colonial rule. The family of Dedan Kemadi, who was hanged by the British administration and relatives of other well-known Kenyan freedom fighters, didn't immediately comment. In the past, they have called for an apology and compensation from Britain along with any information on where the, on, on the whereabouts of Kemadi's body. Sorry. The British High Commission said only the meeting was an opportunity for the king to hear firsthand about the events committed against Kenyans during their struggle for independence. Attendees include, uh, included the chair of the Mau Mau War Veterans Association. The issue remains painful for many Kenyans and police dispersed a couple dozen people protesting at the foot of the monument to Kemadi in Kenya's capital, Nairobi. All the land under British should be given back to Kenyan people said Juliet Wanjera with the Madare Social Justice Center, calling also for the British military training mission in Kenya to live. Exactly. This is what we want. It is what we want. See what Juliet, uh, Juliet Wanjera has said? This is what we want. All the land under British should be given back to Kenyan people. Why do they still have land in Kenya? Not only in Kenya. It is not only in Kenya. They still have lands uh, everywhere where they had their colonial footprints. This is so bad. It is so bad that now this is triggering uh, even uh, the Germans and other colonizers to come and tell us we are sorry. We need, we want you to forget about this and uh, create a good a rapport within us. This is so bad. It is so bad. I've seen the Germans president 
On Wednesday, apologizing for killings under colonial rule in Tanzania as he met descendants of Chief Songea Mbano, executed for leading a revolt. In Songea, southwestern Tanzania, President Frank Walter vowed to seek answers to questions regarding the German East Africa era. The German East Africa uh, was a colony, part of the German possessions. It was it covered uh, today's Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi exist existed existed from 1885 until the end of World War One. Can you imagine, we're talking about atrocities in Tanzania, we're talking about Rwanda, we're talking about Burundi. Guys, come on, we're only talking about those places. Okay, don't you remember the genocide that was caused on Herero and Nema people? This was in Namibia. Why is it not even mentioned above? This is so bad. <coughs> Excuse me. It is so bad. But this is what he had to say. My dear family, I mourn with you. What family? I'm not your family. We are black. Can't you see the difference? My dear family, I mourn with you for Chief Songea and for all the others who are executed. I wish to pay my respect to the victims of all Germany, German colonial rule. And as a German president, I would like to ask for forgiveness for what Germans did to your ancestors here. So are we, are we supposed to take that statement and just forget about what they did to us? What they did to the people of Herero and Nema and the fact that he's not even acknowledging this. It means that he clearly even don't understand what he's talking about. He clearly showing us ignorance and uh, trying to like even mock us. Also, we are supposed to, you know, are we supposed to forget about that? Because this is crazy. I, I have a video right here. Let me actually share this video. This is what went down in Namibia. But the Germans are sorry. They are very sorry, by the way, to the people of Tanzania. They are only apologizing to Tanzanians. They are not apologizing to you others. You Namibians can kick rocks. We are not sorry for what we did. Can you imagine? Imagine this is what is happening. It is so sad, but let me share this video right here with you guys so that you would understand what I'm talking about. In May 2021, the German government acknowledged responsibility for a colonial era genocide against Namibia's Herero and Nama peoples 100 years ago. But activists who've long campaigned for reparations say the compensation on offer doesn't truly reflect the appalling suffering of the thousands who died. We've been to find out why.
a minute i know you cannot see my screen let's wait for it to load us so that we start with the video Okay, I see unsunken. Unsunken on you, always a nosy. At here, I hear Joby weeping Ugali. <laughs> you always nosy. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, let me show you this video. This is about uh, what happened uh, or uh, what went down during the colonial uh, period. Uh, uh when the germans were still colonizing the people of namibia uh right now they are apologizing the, the, the german president is very sorry to the people of tanzania but he wants to uh, he wants us to forget about the genocide they caused in namibia the ahero people and uh, the uh, herero sorry the herero people and na people what they went through under the rule of the germans but they still want us to forget about that but they are sorry they told you they are sorry you need to forget and you know bury the hatchet and forget about it in 2021 the german government acknowledged responsibility for colonial era genocide against the mibias herero and nama peoples over 100 years ago but activists who long campaigned for reparations say compensation on offer doesn't truly reflect the appalling suffering of the thousands who died. We've been to find out why. the Nami Desert. The sand will come and bury everything. But for some reason, the sand, the dunes, refuse to bury these people because their spirits are strong and they want their story to be told. We're in the Swagop Moon Cemetery. In my background is the people who died in the concentration camp. In this desert and across Namibia, between 1904 and 1908, German colonial forces displaced and killed up to 80% of the Arero tribe, some 80,000 people. Other ethnic groups, like the Nama and the San, also suffered grievously at the hands of the colonial. 10,000 Nama died, half their population, as well as an unknown number. This was the first genocide of the 20th century but no means the last. In many ways, Imperial Germany's treatment of the indigenous people of Namibia foreshadowed the barbarity of the Nazi Holocaust against the Jews and other groups during World War II. The concentration camps were really that's where almost a lot of our people perished from malnutrition, and a lot of them were forced to work on the railway, and they basically worked them to death. Herrera activist Jeff de Guririmo has spent most of his adult life fighting for international acknowledgement of the genocide and restitution for the descendants of the victims. I joined it, my grandmother told me, and then when I, as an adult, I started learning more and learning more. And ever since, I have never rested. 
finally, this year, activism of people like Jefter appeared off. In May, the German foreign minister Heiko Maas made a groundbreaking announcement. We bezeichnen heute these Ereignisse jetzt auch offiziell als das, was sie gewesen sind, ein Völkermord. Wir bekennen uns damit auch zu unserer historischen Verantwortung. Und im Lichte dieser historischen und auch moralischen Verantwortung Deutschlands werden wir Namibia und die Nachkommen der Opfer um Vergebung bitten. A few months later, Namibia and Germany announced agreements which say both sides will bring closure to this dark chapter of history. If it goes ahead, Germany will formally apologize to Namibia and pay 1.1 billion euros in compensation. But you guys, do you think that is enough? Is that enough? No, that is not enough. These people are still there. They are still controlling that country up to date. And by the fact that right now it's sorry to Tanzania, will they bring the lives they, you know, will, will they bring those people back? Will they heal the wounds? No, they're actually reviving healing wounds. And this is so bad uh, that this, this person, uh, uh, the president of German, the German's president, is saying, my dear family, eh? my family of Songea, I mourn with you for Chief Songea and for all the others who were executed. I wish to pay my respects to the victims of all German co colonial rule. And as a German president, I would like to ask for forgiveness for what Germans did to your ancestors here. Okay, you're sorry. And then? You're sorry. It's okay. You're sorry. And then? And also, King Charles had the audacity to go and visit Akimadi's family. Huh? Shamelessly. While he knows they have his body up to date. But he had he has the audacity to go and tell them we you know we are sorry. This is so crazy. It is crazy. And the you know it is so sad to see that we have people like Ledama Olekina defending yesterday we were talking about this. And we mentioned this, and we talked about this on uh, uh, the um, to Yeah, we talked about this on Tubonge, where uh, Dimore was actually uh, giving us receipts of how uh, Ledama Olekina is defending uh, Prince Charles the Third uh, of having uh, being asked uh, where is the body of Kemadi, and then. Uh, Ledama Olekina is busy saying that he was only a boy. He was only a boy. You know? This is so stupid. It is, it is so stupid that even Kemadi's wife died. Huh? It was last month but one. Without even the acknowledgement. Without even... And she, she died still asking for the body of her husband. And even up to date, nobody... These British... These British men, they're not willing to provide the body up to date why do they have it up to date where is it where is it but they have the audacity to tell you that we are sorry hmm? 
sorry. Africans, you need to understand your colonizers. Are... Hmm? They were they were actually boys when you were being colonized. They were boys. They were just young boys. They didn't know what was going through on. This is so stupid of Africans, you know, to just take the sorry word and be like, it's okay. It's so stupid. It's so dumb of you. But I see Antankaran saying they don't have anything to offer, but they are flat money. They can't pay in real resources. Of course, they don't have anything to offer, and we're not asking them for anything. The only thing we're asking them is to leave, and the last they own in Africa, give them back to Africans and leave completely. Just pack your shit and go. Go. Don't even look back. That is the only thing we're asking. We're asking them for their flat money, not asking them for their resources. They, they actually don't have they don't have resources. If I were to ask for resources, the only thing would come from those European countries. It's just sand. It's just sand. They don't have sand and stones. That's the only thing they can give to us, of which we don't want. So the only thing we want for them is to leave. We understand you're sorry. It's okay. You're sorry. You're sorry. It's okay. We have forgiven you, but can you leave? Why are you still sorry and you're still here? No, that is not the reconciliation we needed, Africans. Yes, you have said sorry. How many times will you need to tell us sorry and you are still doing the same, same thing? Right now, we are talking about modern day slavery. We are talking about neocolonialism. It's, you know, it doesn't make sense for me. They are still here and they want to express their you know, their apologies, they are so sorry, they are sad, you know, they are sorry, they want to believe, they want to make you believe they are sorry, but the moment they landed in Kenya, what have we seen, by the way, chaos after chaos, problems after problems, taxes after taxes, we are talking about more charges for entry to Masai Mara, that is a national park, the park, huh? of which we know that we should not even be paying as Kenyans. Huh? They, you know, we should be paying, Kenyans especially should be paying not more than 200 Kenyan shillings because we are the owners. We know those places need to be maintained. This is why we are saying that we should be paying only 200 Kenyan shillings. And that is, that is very fair. But why do we need to pay 3,000 Kenyan shillings to enter to a park which is on our land? Why do we need to pay 1,500 Kenyan shillings for, for that train system that is so slow to Mombasa? And that is economy class, mind you. And why do I need to pay 4,500 for... A train that is so slow, while well, I can take a plane or a flight huh, for 6,500 or 6,000 to Mombasa. Why? It doesn't make sense. Right now, I told you Kenyans are using a huh, uh, flight from, they are taking flights from wherever they are, landing in Uganda and taking buses from Uganda to Kenya. Why is this happening? Because of the taxation, you cannot even carry a phone that is more than 500.
hundred US dollars to the airport because the KRA uh, officials are there waiting for you. This is so bad. It is so bad. But anyway, let's continue with this video. This video, in case you're just joining us, it's talking about uh, the Namibians or uh, the people of Herero Nama, what they went through under the rule of the, the Germans. So let's continue with our video. And in case you're just joining us, Karibu Sana, and uh, our focus of the day is uh, the, col the colonial repercussions on Africans. So here is our video continue watching with us and also continue uh interacting with me right here over 30 years after and many other herero the agreement is deeply problematic in september when presented to the Namibian parliament protesters traveled from near and far to oppose it it's a peaceful march important march because it is raising a number of issues rejecting the 1.1 billion quantum uh, that the people has to pay us the very same amount of money that the germans have already given to namibians for the last 31 years is the same amount they want to pay us jeff has traveled from the united states but now lives to campaign against the agreement he visits namibia's parliament the site of the protest it was built using forced labor of captured herero and nama genocide survivors this is a very painful moment for me uh standing on this ground and simply because there used to be a concentration camp where our ancestors were kept and were forced to work as slave labor my grandmother used to tell me told me about the genocide it began in 1904 after the herero and nama rebelled against german colonists were aggressively seizing their land. In response, the head of the military administration in German Southwest Africa, General Lotte von Trotter, issued an order to his troops to exterminate all Herero, men, women, and children. After defeating the Herero militarily, the German survivors eastward into the inhospitable Omaheke Desert. The intent to kill them and thirst. The flight to the east and how our people perish and the disposition of their land, and, uh, disposition of their cattle, the concentration camps. Another were captured by the Germans and sent to Lutrez, uh, Chuck Island, in concentration camps. And from there they work as slave labor. Some of them died and the few who survived, uh, basically that's why I'm here today. But his grandfather's mother wasn't so lucky. My mother was too old and tired to walk, and uh, she was left behind. They left her under a tree to die. And that's actually the story that really sparked my interest, is like how she died. A death without dignity. Almost every Herrera person has a story like this to tell. That's why Jephthah is documenting Herrera opposition agreement. He travels from the capital, Vintuk, to Okahanja to meet the acting chief of the Herero. The Hereros were sent to these remote areas to start a uh, uh, labor pool for the white communities or white industri uh, industrialists. The present and the past is in particular in these areas. Chief Dimitri Puyrek 
currently the acting chief of the Overherero traditional authority, which represents most of Herero in Namibia. The chief wore his official uniform in honor of he put this to Ruprecht Pollens, Germany's chief negotiator. He says that under international law, such negotiations based between states, not individual groups. Uh, there are many groups who say, unfortunately, we were not part of the negotiations. And if I would start to count these groups, I come easily about 10, 15, 20 groups who are complaining not to have been included. But argues Kapoor after Germany didn't only negotiate with the state of Israel. It also negotiated directly with many Jewish groups. <laughs> The outcome is that the Namibian government has failed to secure direct compensation for the Herero. Instead, the 1.1 billion euros which Germany plans to pay will be administered by the government. And it's not only Venevani's generation who is suffering. Barring some intervention, her children are unlikely to escape the cycle of poverty. And making life even harder, the government has recently decreed that they must move to an even more remote location. It's too much. It's too emotional for me. And what's going to happen? I'm taking charge like far away and the kids and that means the kids have to work like another two hours to school. And the kids have nothing to eat. The government has abandoned them. And it's not just that poverty amongst the Herero is rife. It's the same in urban areas. Jeff travels to Swickupment, 
A picturesque coastal town popular with German tourists. But on the outskirts of the town, Herrera people live in bleak informal settlements. Can you imagine this is a city? This is the urban town in Namibia. Oh my god, it's so bad. This is so bad. Man, this is so bad. He has been here for nine years at this place. And uh, this is where he's li he lives. No electricity, no running water. All the cattle died of drought. In the urban centers. So the best they can come is come here, try to forage some food for the city. Lawrence and Vajak. Traditional things. Are you selling us? Everyone is selling. Do it. Do it as you This is a type of a genocide. Genocide women. It's also a genocide women here, yeah, right? Lawrence tells us that to make meat, his girlfriend must sell these genocide dolls to German tourists. Before the genocide, my grandfather was in Morocco in a concentration camp. He was in the Vitres concentration camp. Yeah, So, what do you think about the Germans today? Today, we take for what they did to our grandfather. Because that one is the one that take long in our uh, lifetime. Money is the only thing that can make changes. We can buy our land back, we can buy our animals, and then we start with the farming process. Yeah, we're living like we feel like we are in a concentration camp. Because the life was very uh, uh, good to us. These young people over here, you see running industries over here, they will have nothing to lose but to demand their land back. And that's exactly what's going to happen. This situation is unacceptable. And it's unacceptable. The sense of economic and political marginalization among the Herero has heightened their mistrust of SWAPO, the ruling party in Namibia since 1990. It's amplified the feeling that the government mishandled the genocide negotiations with Germany. We tried to put this to the Namibian government. Despite numerous requests, no official granted us an interview. We did, however, manage to speak to Professor Faniel Kapama, one of Namibia's. He himself was a rero. My grandmother was a brother of Samuel Mahiro, who led the Mahiro people during the war for colonial resistance. The agreement Kapama told us was the best the Namibian government could achieve given Germany's tough negotiating tactics. Uh, they have always shied away from even naming the word genocide. But uh, the, the bigger challenge was uh, on the quantum, which uh, had a very key issue to the point that it uh, almost derailed. Then uh, there is the word uh, reparation. Who's one of many Herrera struggling to survive. We avoided speech to avoid this kind of misunderstanding and reparation is a legal term and therefore we spoke about healing the wounds which means in essence probably the Wow the reparations word is illegal to Germans.
it's not a good term to them. Imagine, that is what he's saying. That is what this man has just said. The reparation is illegal. <laughs> they are actually allergic to that word. Mm, but not in a legal term. But says Kapara, the negotiate wounds, they never about avoiding legal liability. That was a heavy debate. Later on, they came around and said that, okay, if we agree to pay reparation, then we will do away with development in Britain. We said, no, those are two different things for the victim community. There's a good reason why Germany's keen to avoid any payments being labelled as reparations, says Henning Malba, a Namibian academic and activist. There were war crimes during World War II in Italy, in Greece, in Poland and in other Eastern European societies where local courts there ruled that the German government should pay reparations to the descendants. Germany's refused to accept liability for such claims. But, says Melba, that might set a legal precedent. Then these rulings would be seen in another light and then it become really expensive for Germany. So with direct reparations seemingly off the table, what about the Herrera demand, or at least some of it, return to them? But any discussion about the return of land must involve its current owners, mostly white Namibian farmers who possess vast tracts of it. Jeff Tavisel, a German Namibian, he owns a 15,000 hectare farm in the Waterberg, Imagine. the region which used to be inhabited by the Herrera until the Germans began their campaign of annihilation against them in 1905. My great-great-grandfather came here in 1907, which was just after the German era rule. Coming here and living in close relationship with the Ohio communities, uh, born to our fans, and it's very much uh, farming-related, but of course it brings together our different cultures as well. But when it comes to addressing the past, volbling like a region, deny that this land used to belong to the Herrero. This land was a hundred years before that it was uh, not inhabited by Oire-speaking people to the knowledge I, I do have. While touring the farm, Jephthah raises the land issue. I don't think just buying land and giving it back will, will improve the situation dramatically. I, I doubt that one. I think we have to develop uh, the area, we have to develop the people, investing in a better tomorrow, like education and infrastructure, uh, schools and hospitals, that people really feel that their life is improving. Jeffter also wants to know if they can reach a common understanding about the past. Do you deny that there was a genocide or you don't deny it? I mean, I. I don't question the harm which was done to Ovaherero people. Yeah? They lost many of their land, they lost almost all the cattle and they lost half, let's say, half of the, of the population. I don't believe the mass murder of Herrera was sanctioned by the government of the time. If there would have been the initial thought of educating a certain tribe, but there was not an intention in the relation, um, Holocaust is... is for me, it is far-fetched. But Jeff's next visit is that for many Herrero, 
Historical links between the genocide and the Holocaust aren't far-fetched at all. He travels to Shark Island, which used to be a notorious concentration camp. Herrera and Nama, who survived death in the desert, were brought here and used as slave labor. This side is where our ancestors were kept and the German set up this It's a very long video. I think uh, stop it at there. But you've seen what I'm talking about. But you need to understand that the Germans are sorry. You need to understand that the British are sorry. But after they are sorry, then what? Are we going to get our resources back? Are we get our lands back? That is the biggest question. That is the biggest question. Because, uh, yes, you're sorry, but you're still here. What are you doing here? We understand that you're sorry, but what are you still doing here? That has been our show of the day, Asante Nisana. Uh, thank you, General Mosquito, for joining us very late. And uh, uh, to all those who just joined us, Asante Nisana, and uh, thank you very much for keep me, keeping it, the Blackout Fire Network. And uh, <laughs> General Mosquito, you're saying sorry for what? Sorry for analyzing your people. Sorry for burning you in the hearts. Sorry for doing whatever they did to you. Sorry for raping your women. Yes, they are sorry. They are very sorry, by the way. And uh, the German president uh, experience, uh, ex uh, like, uh, explained how sorry he is to the family of uh, uh, Chief Songhea. Also, King Charles III explained how sorry he is for the analyzing of dead and Kemadi, but they are still not willing to provide the body. Anyway, family, much love. Hope to see you tomorrow early in the morning, but remember to join us on the next episode of The Word of the Street. Asante Nisana once again. Hope to see you later. Much love. I'm leaving you with this jam tested, approved, and trusted. <laughs> I go lock you down like criminal. Come and touch me like criminal. People just say what you like to see me mad. I ain't done the thing like a nigga. Make sure you do nobody else.